Hello, I'm Alana Chair. And I'm Alan Furstenberg, and we are Two Voice Two Devs. Two Voice Devs. So, as some of you may be noticing, Mark isn't the other voice dev today. So, instead, I am thrilled that uh, Ilarna has decided to, to step in as our guest host this week. So, welcome to Two Voice Devs, Ilarna. Why don't you, you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, why you're a voice dev? Sure. Uh, thank you for having me today. Um, just a little background. My name's Alana and um, I'm newly into the field. I've been around for about three years now into the voice industry. Uh, it was definitely, it came to a surprise because I wasn't expecting to, to be in the voice space for the longest of time. I I was brought up actually going into web design and mobile apps. And then I kind of discovered voice on a whim during one of my placement years where we would kind of gain experience and try and add it to your CV resume. And that's when I was introduced to like the Alexas. And I kind of from there was just blown away by the, the technology. And I kind of liked it more than web design or mobile apps simply because my lack of design and visuals. So <laughs> that's why it kind of came as an advantage that is of focusing on the, the graphic side. I was able to focus on kind of the, the user interface through voice and through how people interact. So I, I finished university being like, hey, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this uh, voice thing and see if I can make anything out of it. And a year later, um, I'm now working in the voice space. So I thoroughly enjoy it. Well, that's fantastic. There's, there's a lot there. And I think the, the first thing I pick up on is um, your accent doesn't sound like it's from around these parts. So, so where are you working? Yes, I am from England, United Kingdom. Um, and I'm based in Cambridge, um, but right now I'm in Bristol during the, the lockdown uh, for a change of scenery would do me some good. Uh, that's, the, that's the perks, the best thing about remote working and the flexibility that you have uh, with, with this is that you can practically work anywhere. And so when I opened up uh, my, my business, Adassa Innovations, with the the foresight in mind that I wanted to innovate and create innovative experiences. That's when um, obviously working on voice experiences was something that I wanted to do. And so I was, I'm now able to do that. Well, that's pretty cool. So tell us, uh, I, I guess, so you run your own company. Is that, is that what I just, because we haven't talked before to, to let everyone know, I said, I wanted to go into this cold and not, really uh hmm. have, have, have any preconceived answers so you run your own company yeah so straight after university um i was wondering you know we, we normally take a gap year you know to celebrate oh you've done your 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 hard work and now go and see the world and i wanted to do like a, a gap year before I, I hit the the nine to five and my gap year was um starting my own business and seeing where I could take the voice space because I, I did, um, I entered a few of those hackathons from DevPost 
and I, I managed to to get mine into the final and and Music Bop Adventures, which is one of the apps that really pursued me to take on voice. Um, and and let, uh, the money that I won from that allowed me to to be like, this is something that could be a potential here. So um, I stuck with it for the year, making loads of voice game experiences. Um, and then I also work with other companies, one of them being um, Matchbox, as you know, big uh, company that does question of the day and find my phone. And from there, it's kind of like, I've just managed to keep going with the voice experiences and working with different platforms and also becoming a Alexa champion and a Bixby partner as well. So uh, in that small time, I've really managed to, to just achieve loads of things. And I think it's okay that, you know, you should, look back at your achievements and think, yeah, well done, well done, so. No, I definitely agree. What are, you know, so you mentioned, tell us a little bit about the the skill that you did for the hackathon. Yes, so um, one of the things that led me to the voice platform was that, uh, you know, you have like YouTube as uh, dominant in its video space. And I had this idea when I was 11 to make these interactive adventures for kids. But in a sense, I wanted to remove the visual aspect of it so that they were clearly um, using their imagination. And that's when um, I was like, do I put this on YouTube? Because it's such a saturated market right now, it'll probably get lost in the waves of videos um, around there. So when obviously Alexa came around, I was like, this would be a great platform because it was fairly new and hopefully more people would see it than if I put it on YouTube. But unfortunately I was hit with the, you can't build for ch children because um, of all the policies. And um, that's when I think a few months later, I got an email saying, I saw, uh, we saw that you were trying to build for, for children. You can now. And then, so I, as soon as that email came out, I. I plonked it on the, the store and um, then the hackathon came around and I thought, oh, perfect. Uh, I've already got this on there. I can update it a bit, make, add another adventure. And um, yeah, I, I added it in there and then it managed to, to be one of the winners. Um, and from there, that's like I said, it made me um, realize that, yeah, this, this voice stuff is pretty cool. Um, you can actually make um, a living out of it and you can actually, you have the potential to reach so many more people than you could in other means. No, very, very cool. So, so this is a, a role-playing game. Yes. So the, the object is that you, you'll get these instructions, but they're very loose instructions. So it'd be like, cause I, I'm the narrator of the story. So, um, I have to put on my kid's voice, like, hey, boys and girls, um, can you see, it, it, I'm trying to come up with a good example. So one of the adventures is like under the sea and you're also learning as you go along. So it could be like uh, you come across a dolphin and you learn a bit about the dolphin or a killer whale and stuff like that in a way that the kids don't actually know that they're learning, but they're subtly learning through, through play. And um, 
I was lucky enough because my my mom she works in a childcare setting, so I was able to use them as kind of like testers. It was perfect. It was, they're like my little the little beta testers who could uh, who obviously kids are honestly the the best kind of testers to have because they're honest. You know, they'll let you know if they don't like something. So through there, I was able to to get um, an idea that oh okay, this is what I need to do. This is how they're interacting and it was it was it was great to finally um get it out the door running and also keep building more and more adventures so, so i think i'm on i think i've got nine now nine so wow so I, I i now have ended up with so many questions and i didn't really mean to make this like a grill you interview type thing <laughs> but um can you tell us a little bit about the Alexa program that allows for skills for kids. And, and part of the reason I ask is I kind of want to contrast that with um, Google's equivalent and some changes on the, that have recently come about in Google's equivalent. So what, how, how does Alexa, how does Amazon and Alexa handle those, uh, that program? And, and for starters, I guess, what's the name of the program? Yeah. So from, from my experience, because I know that they've had a, a revamp in the policies. Um, so it started off where certain amount of, um, I believe the, in the US, you can monetize the skills. So you can have, um, you can monetize the, the kids' skills, but there are different, there's a huge difference to the normal skills. So obviously you have to get parental, uh, parental um, controls so that the parents are the ones that are accepting, um, whether it's sent through an email or a message. There's also content has to be very, um, very, very clear in terms of not promoting any sort of violence or anything like that. Um, and they, they review it, or I assume there's a review team that looks it over, correct? Yes, yes. I think more so now, especially because there's so much the process takes so much longer um, mm -hmm. than an ordinary skill like one of my skills could take from a couple of days to a week and an updating a kid's skill could take months and stuff you know I've seen that with the, the latest update I did with Music Pop Adventures I believe it took about three months to get that process finally wow. done because it was because yeah they're really being more vigorous in what they're putting out there which is fair enough because it's their platform so you know that's one of the the many uh, limitations you have when you're using other people's platforms which okay uh, again that takes me into a billion possible questions that i have <laughs> um so i know one of the issues on the google side is that they recently announced that what they called actions for families uh, has a change in policy that requires if you want to release a, uh, an action for families, you now also need to be certified under a similar program for uh, Google Play, which is the, the mobile platform, um, which is yeah, it's like key for teachers. I forget, I, I get the name wrong, but it was uh, something about uh, apps from teachers or a teacher review process. Um, I take it Alexa doesn't have requirements similar to that. No, not that I know of. Um, I think with, with all these platforms, obviously they're also trying to uh, experiment and 
try and find the easiest way for things to run through them. So um, especially with, with kids it's and data as well, I feel like that's the main drive for all of this. So if, I guess it, on, on Google's point of view, if you're get, having to review based on apps that are already out there, so it's easier to kind of um, well, get that trust. Yeah, that's one of the things that's actually confusing is it's not so much saying that you need to have the same app, just that you know if you've already made apps, mm. they they trust you a little bit more. I'm you know yeah I'm not entirely clear. I get their motivation or how that's going to impact voice developers, but um, that's where they're going. It's and just it's just one of those things. Like if you do do that, then are you kind of restricting and also missing out on opportunities where people who, who come in with these amazing ideas. Um, it's like the, the guy who made um, Flappy Bird, for example, was such a phenomenal game that just blew up. Um, and if, if you're kind of restricting people from coming in, then you're going to miss out on all those gold mines that they might have. You know, they, they could be at college at the moment, and they don't, and they could want to do this later on, and you're, you know, kind of closing the door on that. But no, I absolutely yeah. agree. I mean, it, I'll be honest; it's a policy decision on their part that that baffles me, and it's for exactly that reason that you know we're we're now saying we now seem to have this presumption that you can't make a voice app unless you've already made a a mobile app, and I don't see the two as equivalent. Mm, it's kind of like verifications um, on Twitter, for example. I think it's easier to get a, a verified account if you um, if you've done so, if you've put something on other platforms. Like if you if you've put something on Spotify, for example, mm. you can get verified easier, or you you kind of you're eligible for that. So it's mm. something that other platforms I know are doing as well. No, that's a good point. So let me ask you, what is it, what is it like to, so let me, let me put it this way. Your, your initial games you said were a few years back. And so I assume they were mostly audio, audio only. Have you done any work moving towards uh, multimodal visual with audio APL type stuff? Yeah, like during that year, I, I just referred to the gap year that I did. That was the year of just trying all their new features because I knew in a way that if you update your apps with those features, you have more, more of a chance of getting promoted or featured in their um, skill store. So I was always up for trying, obviously I told you design isn't my best. So um, when multimodal kind of came out, it was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. But at the same time, I was like, <sighs> I'm going to have to learn how to design again. I um, totally hear you. I totally, totally hear you. People look at my visual designs and, and they say something like, you know, did you learn HTML when there was just <laughs> tables? And I'm like, yes, I learned HTML when, before there were just tables. So I, I very much hear you there. And, and you can literally see my kind of journey through the first app that I published on the store. The logo is shocking. And um, I, I even bumped into my old ICT teacher, uh, like um, back when I was, we were in school or secondary school, which is, a, I believe, like 
from age 11 to 16. So kind of like your high school, middle school. And um, when I was doing um, a presentation at one of the meetups, um, he was actually there and he saw my logo because I was describing how it's changed. And he was like, that is absolutely shocking. Um, I can't believe you're one of my students. And I was like, I, I'm looking back, I was like, yeah, I know. I don't know what I was thinking, but that's just because I was more excited about the, the actual app than the logo. And what came from that was that I've now, I've now understand, I now understand that the logo is so important. It's the first thing that they see. It also kind of makes that first impression. And I've gone, I've now got luckily from university, I've made a lot of friends in, in the like creative uh, um, section. And one of them is actually like redoing most of my logos right now because they're shocking some of them. So, um, yeah, so she's the so actually she's the one when I when I entered that competition um, with Music of Adventures, the logo was terrible. I it was like a, you know one of those notes that I had actually drawn in paint, but it was so bad. And I looked at it amongst all the other the finalists that went through, and all their logos were, were really good. And I was like, right, I I can't I can't have that uh, compared to everyone else's. So. Um, I got her to design um, my logo for Music Bob Adventures and she's made it, it looks so much better. I can't, so I do recommend if you, you definitely reach out to other people to kind of fix your weaknesses. So I've accepted I can't do design, so <laughs> multimodal. Um, I, I just, I design it and then get someone else to kind of, in terms of all the content, the assets, like the, the pictures and images and stuff, I get them to kind of do for me. <laughs> so, so, so I really think that speaks to the nature of building teams and building communities. And it sounds like you're also pretty involved in building communities around voice and around where you are. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I believe, um, during my gap year, as I keep saying, um, it was because it was honestly a big learning lesson for me. Um, I was told that the best way to kind of elevate is networking. It's one of the best tools to to kind of to learn and grow. So with that, being in Cambridge really helped because not only was there an Amazon office in Cambridge, they were able to host a load of meetups there so with the with the Alexa team and um, also with links to London London office as well where they'd host um, loads of other events on and presentations where that that's when I kind of went to those meetups and I met so many people um, in the space not only just builders designers marketers um, you name it and all kind of intrigued with learning about voice and um, in so doing with meeting those people I feel like we've made a, a, a community um, and um, just getting to know everyone as well which I have to say being um, in the voice community is it, it's so it's it's like small because it's small enough that you kind of like recognize people even though you've, you haven't met them because everyone's all over the world but when you have things like you know voice lunch and um, and on Twitter as well, I'd say it's a very good place. That's where you'll see most of the people in the community. It, it feels like you just know them. It's like, Alan, we've never met, 
but we've, we've never met we've never talked but yeah yeah it's just uh so yeah it's it's definitely a nice community to be in because it's it's i feel like everyone's so easy to kind of reach out to and to, to talk to and have conversations with and it's so important to get to know the community because you never know when there's opportunities or or as well when there's um people who could help you with stuff and yeah, and no. also share your experience because like i like i say it's it's us we're the people who can elevate this industry even more and we can you know whether it's competing with each other because sometimes healthy competition is good because we're, we're, you know, improving and getting quality or if it's literally just, you know, sharing feedback and like insights into what we're doing, you know, to benefit off everyone. So yeah, definitely. No, I definitely agree. You know, I, I think this, the, the, the friendly rivalry in the sense that we're all keep pushing each other to do something better, to, to take what we have and plus it up to, to, take it to the next level and then the next level and to ask each other the questions that, you know, sometimes they're the hard questions, like, can you get this working? How, you know, yes. Cause I couldn't, you know, um, what have you, have you had experiences like that working with other developers? You want to, to kind of talk about some of that? Yeah. I mean, who, when you're a developer, it's the, that's, well, you hear like, how do you get this to work? And you check Google is literally your best friend. You literally go on Google and you search for forums. It's so important. Forums, I didn't realize how important they were um, until you're actually trying, until you actually find a problem where you're like, how do you do this? And when there's no, um, no help through the, the documentation, or even any videos around and then you see like other people who have had similar problems to you you're kind of like oh thank goodness um, I'm not the only one and you read the forums and you try and see if there's a solution great if there's a solution if there's not um, then you're probably spending days on <laughs> this problem when when you do finally come to the problem you think ah, oh, that shouldn't have taken so long but it does because that's part of the process of of finding a solution so and, and, and these are the these are the forms that alexa run that amazon runs for alexa not just obviously obviously like yeah the alexa forums but depending your stack overflow as well it's a brilliant one um i'm even a big like stack overflow stack fan channels. yeah stack overflow thank you so much You've, through everything mobile application development everything it uh it's a great resource but but even slack channels as well um I know I've I've had situations where I've been like, oh, how do I do this in the in the Slack channel? Sometimes people respond, um, and then sometimes they don't, and you have to go off and try and find the situation yourself. But all in all, I've I've managed to so far find all the solutions I've needed through through other resources. So oh, very good. So so I think one final question from from the Google side is. Have you have you done any of your work in Google? Have you ported any of your games to Google? And if not, why not? Yeah, so I I um I I actually started working on chatbots. Um, I did like chatbot work before I actually did voice work. So I was using Dialogflow, and um, it was kind of similar to the um, the best thing about Dialogflow was that because it was set up with the chatbots, you could port it to 
um, the, the voice skill, the voice action. So yeah, I've made a couple of um, actions. I have, I had plans to do it last year uh, to, um, to upload some actions, um, but I just haven't got around to doing it um, because it's just, I know they have there so many new, um, so many new, um, the, the action builder that they released and everything. Um, and also I feel that with, with Google, they're so, it's so different to um, the Alexa platform. Interesting. Um, what, what are the differences that you see between the two? I'm not disagreeing, I, I, to be clear. I mean, that's literally what Mark and I talk about every week. What are yeah. the differences that you see? From, from a native side, because I know you can use Jovo, like, um, you know, you can use Jovo to, to cross platform, which is good. Um, but when, from a native side, even the, the consoles uh, are very different in terms of the certification is so much mm. quicker on Google, I find, because mm. I guess they're not really, I guess it's, this one's a, a weird one because it's like, you are the creator of your app. So you know how it should run type thing. So it's kind of like they're trusting you that you know how your app should run. Like, you know, this is supposed to happen. Whereas on, sometimes on Alexa, you'll get those situations where it's like, um, I said this and this happened. And it's like, that is supposed to happen. <laughs> and so that they're more, you could tell they're more vigorous in the way that they are testing because obviously, I guess, like I said, it's their platform, so they kind of want to, do they, do they kind of want you to be like, like everything is the same, but it's different. So they, you know how most apps skills will start off with welcome to, you know, that's kind of like a, the, the common introduction of every Alexa skill you'll hear is welcome to. Um, but like, I feel that it's more unique on the Google side where, whereas like they're practically giving you the reins to, to do what you want, but they still have the rules in place. So that's one big difference I find, with, especially with certification, is that Interesting. you wake up the next morning and be like, oh, it's, it's live, or <laughs> uh, that was quick. And, but then you see that there's an there's a error or there's a still a bug, and you're like, oh, gosh. Um, so I guess you, could, you really have to test more with the Google side because they're, they're more like testing if, you, if functionality-wise. If you have something cool, we'll put it in, we'll put it through. So <laughs> that's the main <laughs> difference I see between the two. Okay, interesting. I, I've been focusing a lot more on games um, for the past few years. And I'm starting to think that as my behavior with voice has changed like massively, um, especially with, I feel like I, I use more of the productive apps more. Um, so, so, so you so you personally have found that the more you use voice, the more you're using voice for real stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Like, is that because I don't know? I have I have an Xbox, so is that because I see like playing games? I'll go to my console to play rather than um, the Alexa. I definitely feel that with with like on voice apps, I like the small, simple games. You know, um, so. Is, is this kind of like how people will play, you know, Candy Crush on a mobile device? Yeah, so, exactly. So you're wondering, what's, what's the Candy Crush of voice? Exactly. And that is kind of my goal for the next, in the next five, three to five years, I am hoping that 
voice will have that like angry birds flappy birds level um experience where everyone who you know download who gets a device or uh, it's not even going to be device anymore who who interacts with a voice experience will have that one app that they go to that will be the first thing that they download because it's the go-to thing to download like when you get your phone the first thing people download social media apps if we can get something similar to that that would be awesome because what do you, once think, what do you think that is do you think it's a game or do you think it's something else i think it's something else to me um find my phone at the moment is something that is so helpful to you like in everyday life that people don't actually know that they they're using it because it's something that's changed behavior i feel uh before you had like any of those find my phone applications people were probably like i for me i can only speak to myself but i was definitely looking for phone my phone for longer than i should like going everywhere up the stairs mm -hmm. now i probably look at it look for my phone for one minute and I then turn to the device. So already I'm, it, voice experience has changed my way of living in terms of how long I'm waiting to find something. And I feel that if you can find more apps that can not only interfere or like help with your everyday lifestyle, then you've got a winner, so. No, I, I definitely agree, because I know Certainly, there were the apps that I started writing. In fact, I, I came at this from almost the exact opposite direction that you did. The first apps that I started writing were the productivity apps. The ones saying, okay, what is it, you know, if, if I'm storing data in a spreadsheet, what does it feel like to talk to a spreadsheet? Mm. And, you know, if I'm managing something in the household, how do I manage that stuff with voice? And it was only after I started that that I started saying, okay, how do I make games with this thing? And, you know, what, what is the candy crush for voice going to be? Actually, it was the what is the angry birds for voice going to be, was how I thought of it. Um, and I didn't think I would figure that out, but I figured I needed to experiment and try. And we still um, have time. We still yeah. have time. It will come in the, I guarantee, in the next three to five years, it will be there. I and may agree. not may it may not be in the way that we assuming with like the devices um because at the moment my mindset is still on devices when i think of voice apps and i need to remember it's not just device it's coming to a situation where it will be like i like to say the jarvis so we need to get to the jarvis level we need it to be a way that's personal personalized and we, it's just everywhere so we don't need to like have stuff in every room. We need to leave that kind of, we need to leave that section. See, I, like, still, I still think of it as have stuff in every room, but I don't care what it is in that room. It's, it's so mm -hmm. ubiquitous that as I move from room to room, the conversation goes with me. You know, I can leave yes, my phone, yes. I can leave my phone charging somewhere, but as I wander around, I'm still having the same conversation. Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly where we will, will hopefully be. And maybe in homes, they'll, they'll build homes like that. So, you know, when you're building modern homes now, that's something that they can 
add in like with the smart features and I'm, I'm always nervous about that i like seeing that stuff separate because i like being able to change it out for the most modern ones i've, I've seen homes that have you know even five-year-old technology built in and it needs swapping out but so let me you definitely know you definitely know when the power cuts out how <laughs> much you rely yeah how much technology you have in your house so let me let me kind of toss this at you again as a developer because i think of this as a lot as a developer and that's what are the the things that we need to think about to do to to build in order to get to that point because the hardware people are going to do their stuff Mm. And, you know, the designers are going to do their element. What do we as developers need to do to get to that point? Yeah, um, I think the main thing is to look at your everyday life and actually like study what do you do. Study what you do every day, how you're living for like the, the next month or so. And then from there, pick out situations where voice could have been easier or voice could have been the solution. Mm -hmm. um, you all like it, we the famous story of the guy who created the ring doorbells literally came up with that idea because he was working in his garage and he kept missing parcels. So what did he do? Created a doorbell that had a camera, and so he could never miss um, that again. And those those are the ones with those creative minds, and just by implementing their a solution to their everyday life that would not only benefit them, but there'll be someone else that will benefit. So I definitely think looking that way. And in terms of games, because game, games is on another level, we're in a situation here where the quality, quality of entry is getting higher and higher every time. So it means that you're gonna have to spend more and more, um, more and more effort on games. Um, and yeah, the simple ones still do well. I mean, you've still got games like, um, well, there was a, Among Us, which has recently, it was recently like the been game really hot. 20, yeah. yeah, the game of 2020, 2020 and Fall, Fall Guys as well was another one. And everyone was thinking, oh, Fortnite, Fortnite, that was the big game of 2019. And then look how it's already, it's still very popular. But in terms of growth, we're looking at Among Us and Fallout Guys or Fall Guys which have just blown up, which if you look, compare the two, one's made like in terms of the, the effort and the teams and everything. If you can just find the right time to do a certain game, it's all about timing. I think That's it's about, it, it's, a, it's also, you know, it's about catching the right interest. I mean, Flappy Birds was a runaway hit and it's a dead simple game to write. There've mm -hmm. been a ton of clones. But you're right, it struck at just the right moment and struck just the right nerve that people really enjoyed it. But look at Fortnite and um, one game that I'm playing too much of, Warzone, <laughs> Call of Duty Warzone. Um, that is an example of where they saw the success of Fortnite. They've made their own spin on it. It's very similar, but they've made their own spin on it. And they've managed to replicate success just from Fortnite kind of using the same Fortnite model. So if someone does make that Flappy Bird, Angry Bird game, you'll then see others kind of make something similar, but with something different, with a different USP. So, so how do we make the Fortnite of voice? Mm. I, you know, you're, you're the game developer, you're the game player more than I am, I'm sure. 
How do we I make, think, yeah, what are the tools that we, we as developers seen. need? We haven't seen yet in um, the voice game space, a lot of um, high level multiplayer interact, like online multiplayer um, gameplay or, we haven't seen those types of games yet come into fold, you know? Is that, is that something you want to work on? There's certainly, I, I just need to think of the, the an idea <laughs> that I can then use because you could go down the route of, um, at the moment, a popular um, game on mobile. Uh, that's, is, what was that game called? It's like Word with Friends. Word of Friends? Word with Words Friends. With friends. Words of Friends. Scrabble. Yeah, it's like Scrabble. That's a really good that's a really good game that has longevity in the sense that people will mm. download it and they'll they'll have it. They'll have sparks where they'll play it a lot and then sparks where they don't play it, but they'll keep it will keep going. And then you have obviously games like Among Us, um, which they're at the moment they're in there. They're doing so well at the moment and Again, that's um, the difference is they're all interacting with other people, especially in times like this. Um, interacting with other people is so important, and I think that someone needs to and someone needs to get on that now uh, in the voice space. If they can be the first one to create something, I know people have tr have already made it, but we need something that will be featured. You know, we need that, that hit. Pardon? We need that hit, that runaway yeah. hit, where everyone yeah. goes. That's the the definitive. Yeah, we've got leaderboards at the moment, but how about? Yeah, leaderboards are great, but let's actually try and interact. And I know it's hard with uh, with some limitations, but now we're getting more. That was back in the day. Now we're actually getting more and more features. You know, we got the the web APIs stuff like that. We can use it. So definitely, once I come up with an idea that I think would be great, then. I'm, I'll attempt to do it, but right now I'm more focused on quality control because there's loads of apps that I've done which need to step up its game, you know, in the past few years. So I need to I still finish my logo design. So <laughs> you can slowly see there's, uh, you can slowly see slowly the logos are changing, um, but <laughs> they're, they're so much better now. I can't believe. Well, as you say, it's a learning process. And, you know, exactly. for, for those of us, you know, when we dive into things that we're expecting audio, even, you know, we need to improve our audio game and mm. we don't even think about the visuals that end up being attached to it as well. And these are things that we do need. So that's an excellent point. It has been fantastic having you on. And uh, when you come up with that blockbuster game and are ready to release it to the world, I hope we have you on again then to talk about it, but I hope we have you on again before then, because this has been a, a wonderful conversation. No, definitely. And thank you for having me. Um, I've had so much fun talking and discussing and yeah, anytime, anytime. Well, anytime you want to come back, you are, you are more than welcome to join us. And, and I hope everyone, if you've got questions, if you've got other people that you want to see, other topics that you want to discuss, I hope you, you raise them up. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and uh, we're more than happy to talk about it in the future on Two Voice Devs. Take care, everyone.